When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. All right, y'all. What's shaking, Red Nation? Welcome to the first episode in 2022 of The Dream Take, presented by The Dream Shake, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. Jeremy Brenner here, and tonight we've got a lot to talk about. Didn't have an episode on New Year's Eve, so we'll be talking about the Rockets game against the Heat on New Year's Eve and tonight's game against the Denver Nuggets. Can't do this alone. We've got two games to talk about tonight and a whole lot of other stuff. So I'm going to bring my co-pilot, Michael Brown, up here with me. Mike, uh, first of all, Happy New Year. And uh, how you doing? How's 2022 treating you? Happy New Year, my brother. Uh, it's great, man. It's always good to talk Rockets basketball with you. Uh, I have a feeling we've got some very interesting things to discuss tonight. Should be a fun episode, but even though it's a new year, the Rockets started this year the way they ended last, losing at home, unfortunately, to the Denver Nuggets tonight. Final score did not really reflect how uh, lopsided it was. The Rockets lose 124-111. Only a 13-point loss, Mike, but they they did not have control of this game. They got obliterated. I mean, it, it was embarrassing. And I don't know... At my respect to Daniel Tice, I mean, he's awful. I mean, he does nothing for this team. You saw it tonight. I mean, he's a good veteran presence, but defensively he got destroyed by Jokic. And respect to Jokic, I mean, Jokic does that to everybody, but Tice just looks lost. He looked lost defensively, and he never adds anything of significance offensively. Outside of Jalen Green, I mean, who do you point to tonight and say, wow, he had a good game? Asian Knicks. But that's yeah. not something that, you know, we should really point out. But, I mean, I do have to give Dacian Knicks some flowers there. He had a career game tonight. I think he had uh, 15 or 13 points tonight on five or six shooting. But, I mean, that was in garbage time. I mean, when right. we're talking about the actual game, you know, it's there wasn't a whole lot to celebrate outside of Jalen Green. But that's how I want to start tonight. Uh, start with the positives. Uh, Jalen Green, 29 points for him. I want to say that's the second highest uh, point total we've gotten from him this season. I think against Boston, he had like 30, 31. He had, but, 30, he had um, 32 that night. 32. So mm-hmm. 29 tonight. Not bad. No. I mean, you saw it tonight. He was 12 of 14 from the free throw line. We've been begging for him to be more aggressive going to the bucket, getting downhill is the you know technical term for it. I mean, he knew that nobody on the Nuggets could stay with him step for step, and he did his thing tonight. You know, he, his three ball looks so much more consistent. Now he's more uh, confident with shooting from the three-point line. He's showing everybody why he was the number two overall pick in the draft. Yeah, I think, and he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. It looks like to me. Look, he looked very, he looked, he looked good tonight, and even last night too. Um, you know, but he wasn't, he wasn't showing that aggression, that that driving to the rim as much. And I think part of that had to do with the fact that where Eric Gordon wasn't playing. I think Eric Gordon plays that role often 
when he's in that offense. But without him tonight, I think that's why you saw more of um, – I think that's why you saw more of Jalen Green do that tonight. And knowing that Eric Gordon's time with the Rockets is probably uh, starting to expire, you know, there is going to be a need for a guy like that. So having that already with Jalen Green and being able to get to the line as often as he was, it's it's like – it's the smarter things like Jalen green is not the most physically gifted player, but if you incorporate the IQ, then you're creating a, a star player. And right. I, I saw some harden in him tonight, at least in terms of trying to get those fouls. And, and I know there's a whole lot of, you know, controversy surrounding Harden and his and his fouls and all that. But at the end of the day, like that is how Harden won basketball games here in Houston. And, Look, at the end of the day, it don't matter how those points get up on that scoreboard as long as they go up on that scoreboard. And and tonight, Jalen Green was contributing to that way more than anybody else was. Yeah, and tonight was reason number one why somebody like me has been preaching for so long to trade Eric Gordon and go youth, youth, youth. Because tonight is, is a perfect reason. Like, yeah, they lost. They got obliterated at home. And if Christian Wood, that situation didn't pop up tonight, tonight would be a perfect night for me because Jalen Green is progressing. There, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He's getting better and better as each game goes by, and that's what you want. Josh Christopher is improving. Uh, Usman Garuba got some good minutes tonight. You know, those are the types of things that you look at. You know, Deshaun Nix, congrats to him on, on his uh, big game. Like, that's what I want to see out of this team. You know, they've lost seven in a row now. They're not sneaking into the play-in, that goofy play-in tournament that the NBA has. Like, it's all about getting the young guys as much time as possible. So, a lot of positives tonight from Jalen Green. He played a near-perfect game in my eyes tonight. Yeah, and and obviously the big elephant in the room is Christian Wood, and we do want to talk about that. We're going to kind of give it a little bit of time. Maybe we can get some Steven Silas quotes because I, I can't imagine that isn't the first question that's lobbed to him tonight in his post-game press conference simply because, I mean, it's just it's it's dumbfounding. And we'll get to that later. But I do want to talk about last night's game since we weren't able to get a, a recap after that game. But the Rockets, they fell to Miami 121-10. Honestly, Mike, it was – very similar to tonight's game in, in how the Rockets look looked decent to start, but then started to look a little sluggish towards the late first, early second. And then the Rockets pulled it within. I mean, they played a lot better last night than they did Saturday, but I mean, they, it was, it, it followed a very similar script where the heat, went out to an insane lead. The Rockets were simply just uh, filling up the stat sheets and playing, you know, catch up. And the 10 point loss is not really indicative of how lopsided the game actually was. Yeah. I mean, when you go up against Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, I mean, Jimmy Butler, Tomball native, not Houston native in case he's listening to the show. I don't want to upset him. Uh, Tomball native Jimmy Butler is just great. Yeah, 37 I mean, points for Butler on Friday night. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he's one of those guys that people don't talk about enough, that he just does everything. I mean, the dude is just special. Uh, and Eric Spolstra, uh, I give him all the credit in the world. I think he's one of the X's and O's wise, probably one of the three best coaches in the league in my eyes. Uh, I just I have a lot of respect for him. And when the Rockets, you know – we're hitting that point in the year, Jeremy, where I just I feel like the Rockets roster is hitting a wall. You know, when you play this many young guys, they're not used to playing this many games at such a high intensity. You know, and I feel like th- this is growing pains. You know, I mean, this is just it's going to happen. You know, the Rockets are a team that I feel like could benefit from the, the all-star break as much as any team in the league. Because a lot of their guys, you know, were – in and out of the lineup, you know, you never know. Kevin Porter Jr. Got, gets hurt tonight. I know we're talking about the game last night, but mm-hmm. so many guys in and out of the lineup doesn't help, you know, getting used to the speed of the game, the number of games that they're playing, you know, so on and so forth. So 
you know, you're playing a really good Miami team that has championship aspirations and they flexed their muscles last night and the Rockets didn't have an answer. Yeah. I think something also to add is that, you know, Miami and Denver are, are good teams and Denver, the record doesn't indicate it, but they have the MVP. I mean, and then Nikola Jokic didn't want to say he had the best night tonight. Um, what was his stat line? Let's pull it up. Um, but he had 24 points, 11 rebounds. Like, you know, that's where the Rockets really struggled tonight. It wasn't even from three where, where you would think that's where they go. Cause the Rockets made 16 threes, whereas Denver made only 10. The reason why the Rockets struggled tonight is because they just didn't have the size to match up with Denver. Denver had Jokic. Denver had Aaron Gordon. Denver had Bull Bull. Vlatko Chanchar also had uh, some some moments there. Jermichael Green played a role tonight, had 11 points off the bench. So that's where the Rockets were getting beat is they were getting beat not just they were getting beat on the boards they were out rebounded 46 36 and they also just simply didn't have the size they the nuggets were taking high percentage looks inside and daniel tice i think just he's just not enough like it, christian wood barely played tonight um you know so it's it's difficult to tell but like the rockets had no size tonight like Christian Wood was the only guy over six eight that played tonight for the Rockets. So that is just a mismatch that, you know, that we're used to with the Rockets with micro ball and small ball and all of that. But I mean, we're beyond that era. And look, I think if Albert and Shangun was playing tonight, I think this game looks a little bit more different. I think if Eric Gordon plays tonight, I think it looks a little different as well. So Look, and if Kevin Porter plays a little bit more than 16 minutes, obviously he had that that ankle look kind of funny. Hopefully there's nothing too um, – hopefully it's not too serious. But obviously with Kevin Porter, given that he was out for a month, uh, you know, you, you don't want to, you know, just push him out far beyond his limits, and especially on the second night of a back-to-back. Well, yeah, I, I agree with you. They They got beat up front for sure. But you can't give up 22 points and 12 assists to Fasundo Campazzo. And I'm not, not going to go. He was I, insane. I'm not going to go into one of those rants about how we can't get beat by those guys because the Rockets are now that team that do get beat by those guys. And it, it just, it, it's not okay. You know, it's, it's a, I don't want to say it's a pride thing because I think Campazzo is a decent backup point guard in the league, but on your home floor, you know, I just, I really didn't see Jeremy. I gotta be honest with you, man. I didn't see a ton of fight in us tonight. I think, I think that part of it, look, it was, it was new year's Eve, um, second half of a back to back, got a bunch of young guys, injured guys, guys that are coming off of COVID protocols. Uh, You know, it's just, this was not a recipe for winning. And it, and I think that's, you know, that like there is something like you have to take this loss with a grain of salt because the Rockets did have so much going against them in tonight's game. Um, whereas Denver, Denver had their last game canceled. So Denver had really fresh leg coming into this game tonight. Their last game that they played was four days ago. So they were playing with massive, um, you know, with, with well-rested guys, uh, even though they had a bunch of guys in COVID protocols, you know, they, they simply, they had a, a good number of their, you know, main rotation guys playing and sure they had some backups that usually don't get a whole lot of playing time, but they were still able to field a, a much better roster than the Rockets were tonight. And, and that's the thing is the Rockets have enough in them. They have enough talent to where they can, they can challenge teams on on some nights. Uh, like, for instance, the last time in Denver, the Rockets were able to challenge the Nuggets in Denver when things were going their way. Unfortunately, they weren't able to get that win in Denver. But you also look to the Atlanta game. You look at the Chicago game. You look at Charlotte. All these wins that they've been able to rack up have been games where they're competitive and they're just they're catching you um, while you're sleeping. And the Rockets should be a trap game for a good number of these teams. But tonight with just so many guys out with Kevin Porter out with Christian Wood out with Eric Gordon out, 
with Opera and Shangun out. That's four main rotation well, guys that weren't 100% tonight. And then the rest of the guys you had are coming off of the second half of a back-to-back. So to me, yes, the loss is not good. Yes, they should have played a lot better. Yes, the the organization of the team needs to be a lot better. But like – Well, don't forget about Garrison Matthews. And Garrison I Matthews is also out too. So, yeah. so yeah, you're, you're, only, you're only feeding my point. Um, and I think you, you're on that same page too. Um, I think we're on the same page here. Yeah. I think it goes back to the the effort level, you know, the, yes, you don't have as much talent as Denver, but watching the game, you know, we tweeted out tonight, watching this Rockets team is not for the faint of heart because they're going to have nights like this, but there was, you know, there was no rotations to Jokic, you know, doubling Jokic and daring somebody else to beat you. It was just a, you know, come give us this ass whooping and let's move on to the next game. Like it's, to me as a fan, that's upsetting because it takes zero talent to demonstrate effort. And the Rockets just didn't have effort tonight. So you move on to the next one and we see what happens. Yeah. And we're getting to that point where um, we're kind of waiting for this press conference to start so that we can maybe get some insight from Steven Silas as to what happened with Christian Wood. Um, but we're getting to that point where it, it's time to talk Christian Wood. Um, and, and if we get some quotes coming in um, from the press conference, great. If not, we'll all figure out in due time. But let's just kind of backtrack here. So Christian Wood uh, wasn't listed in the injury report, So, but he wasn't warming up until like right before the tip-off. Mm-hmm. And he only – he comes in late in the first quarter – Um, There were some people thinking, well, you know, maybe he tweaked his ankle last night against Miami. Maybe he's on a minutes restriction, something like that. But he comes in in the end of the first quarter. Personally, Mike, we talked about this during the game, but I thought it was um, I thought it was maybe a matter of or maybe I didn't talk to you about this, but I talked to some people about about the idea that I thought he had like a an inconclusive test and then it came back negative. And then he was able to play. But I mean, I don't think that's the case. I think honestly, I think if I had to guess what happened, Daniel Tice was seen as a better option to defend Nikola Jokic. And he genuinely wanted to bring Christian Wood off the bench, but also maybe he did want to limit his minutes a little bit. I think there's all of these theories that I just threw out. There's probably a little bit of truth in all of it. I think, I think you're right. But if that's if that's Silas's thought process, that is one of the dumbest coaching decisions I have ever seen in any sport at any level. You don't explain that. Explain that. You don't bench your fourteen million dollar big man for any reason at any point for matchup reasons. Play both of them. Like why? Why do you look at that and you say, you know what? I'm going to start. Look at where they've. Starting Wooden Tice has proven to be one of the worst five-man lineups that they've had. I'm not. No, you let Christian Wood play against Jokic. Yeah, that's what I, I mean, would. That's I mean, what period, I would have done. Period. End of story. Because Tice got worked by Jokic, and but not I, in that. Not in that first. Not in that first stretch. I mean, not in the first stretch. Yeah, but something else. To me, the game the got out of hand when Jokic went to the bench, and that's something I don't think many people expect. The Rockets came out with the energy early in this game. Yeah, but it was it was in the middle where things just kind of got dicey. Right. The matchup thing doesn't make sense, though, because they played him eight minutes. He went all four from the field and then he doesn't play again. My thought is. And this is my not a conspiracy theory, because we're going to find out what it is. I think part of it, I would say 75 percent of this is disciplinary on Silas's part. Like he got into it. I think Wood did either with Silas or somebody, and it got out of hand after the game last night. They decided, you know what, we're going to not start you tonight. We're going to bring you off the bench. They bring him into the game, and then the ankle was bothering him, and Wood asked out. If I had to bet money, I think that's what this is. I hope I'm right with that, but I think something else is going on. Yeah, I think – Trade speculation makes no sense because why would they then bring them into the game? This has to be injury slash discipline. It's definitely not trade related. 
Uh, Is yeah. that in the chat right now? I, I'm not seeing the chat. No, I mean, before the game, you know, Rockets Twitter was blowing up that, I mean, it makes sense that if you're not seeing him out there and he's not listed, you know, in Kaylee Griffin or uh, uh, what's the guy's name for the Chronicle? Jonathan Fagan. Jonathan Fagan came out with the starters and Wood wasn't listed. He wasn't listed on the injury report. I mean, the the trade rumors started flying. Golden State was thrown out as a potential destination. It, it's one of those, the trade makes no sense. Injury makes sense to me. And dis- disciplinary reasoning makes sense as well. A combination of those two things. Yeah. Well, in his minutes, let's talk about his minutes. First of all, he went 0 of 4 from the field, 0 of 3 from 3 in eight minutes um, and no points. And I don't think this is all on Christian Wood. And I think... I think we need to have a discussion on Christian Wood, but it's not the kind of discussion that I think many people are expecting. Well, real quick, I mean, in the chat right now, the he's an okay offensive player and a terrible defensive player. Okay, well, a guy who averages 17 and 11 and you're playing no, he, 14 he's a, million he's dollars a, a year. Okay, he's better than okay. On. Like, yeah, Let's move on from that comment. Yeah, well, no, thank you for your feedback. But 17 and 10 totally is not wrong. just some, you know – like that's not average. Like that's no, better no. than average, and it's it's the Rockets' leading scorer. Like let's not call him mid on offense when he's your leading scorer. That's just not like that's to me, and that's just not that's just lazy. That's a lazy um, narrative. That's a lazy narrative. Um, and because we've seen Christian Wood, uh, just not even a few weeks ago, he was putting up some of the best stats of his career. Yeah. No, I mean. He's a star. We can move on. What is the conversation you think we need I mean, to have about the Wood? The thing is, like, but star, you mentioned star, Mike, and yeah. I don't necessarily know if that's what he is either. But I think the thing with Christian Wood is he needs a point guard with him on the floor. Yeah. The way that they're utilizing him into this ISO kind of player, like a Carl Anthony Towns or something like that, that's not – where he is best utilized. And I think part of that may be on Christian Wood, and that's him thinking, well, I'm going to be the star. I'm the I'm the leading scorer on the team. And maybe that is something within him. He feels a need to be the top guy because last year he was the primary creator because there was nobody else that could create out there for him on most, on most nights. But now you have Jalen Green. Now you have... Uh, Kevin Porter and Kevin Porter is who he needs to be on the floor with him. The best way you, you get the most out of Christian Wood, you put him on the floor with Kevin Porter and you play that pick and roll game, you know, every time, because that is, that is the most effective we've seen Christian Wood. So that is, that's where they need to go. But when he was out there on the floor tonight, he had no point guard out there. There was not like Josh Christopher is not a point guard. For Christian Wood, at least. And that puts Christian Wood in a position to where he has to create on his own because there's not a creator out there for him. And that is why we saw Christian Wood struggle tonight. And I think maybe Christian Wood also, I mean, because here's here's my issue with it. Benching Christian Wood, I think, definitely uh, had an effect on him. Maybe, maybe it showed in his game tonight. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. But I know if I were Christian Wood, I would probably be like a, a little, a little ticked off that I didn't start tonight. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. We do have the uh, tweet, by the way. All uh, right. What does it say? Uh, per Jonathan Fagan, Christian Wood broke a team rule. So he did not start. Silas said Wood did not play in the second half because of a coach's decision. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, they're trading them. The, we can go ahead and start that conversation now because this is, I mean, I I, I got to tell you, Jeremy, I this feels. See, I don't even I don't even know if I want to say this because we don't know the details. My initial thought is that this feels very juvenile and very high school. You know, like they're grown men. You know, like what did he do? Did he miss a bus? Did he miss a meeting? I don't know. So I'm not going to go into it. But I'm just telling you, we may as well start the conversation about where are we moving him and what do we want for him. At this point, I'm I'm trying to find a way to defend him because, but at the same time, 
I think part of it is he wants to be something that he isn't. He wants to be this post-up player. And it's just not what he is, or at least it's not going to generate team success. And Christian Wood, albeit a great individual player, he's been on the Rockets the last two years. Who is the worst record in the league in the last two years? The Rockets. And I'm not saying Christian Wood is a bad player because he's not. He's not, but he needs to be put in a in a role that works best for him. And this is and the way that he was utilized tonight is not that role. So here's what Christian like because Christian Wood has gone his entire career with this with this chip on his shoulder, with this whole, you know, oh, they didn't want me. They didn't want me here. They I wasn't drafted. I wasn't here. So I think he carries that with him. And maybe it doesn't maybe it doesn't come out in the correct way. And I think, and and look, that's something that he's going to have to work on. That That is something that like, I, I hate talking bad about any of these players. So I'm, I'm trying to come out of this, like as, as kind as possible. Cause to me, this is, this is the problem. Like is when something like this happens personally, and this has nothing to do with the Rockets. There are going to be so many people now that are just dogging Christian Wood. And Christian Wood is on social media. He sees it. And it is just negative towards his mental health. Well, yeah. It doesn't help. Like, this does not help. Um, And and maybe there was, you know, but who knows what this team rule was or anything like that. Because for all we know, Christian Wood could be cooperative to this and say, you know what? Yes, I screwed up. I broke the rule. I accepted the responsibility. I didn't play in the second half because we were down by so much and Garuba got a chance to play and we're going to move on to Monday and we're playing Philadelphia and I'm going to come back and I'm going to be the best guy that's possible. It's up to him as to how he spins this. And look, the Rockets clearly did not want this, you know, to come out and they're, and that's why they're saying it as very little as possible because Christian Wood is a trade uh, possibility in in next month's deadline. So they're not gonna say, oh, he's di- he has disciplinary issues. That's gonna uh, that's gonna tank his value. They don't want to tank his value. Well, that's so, exactly that's exactly what they're doing. And that, it's a t- it's this is a terrible. I like this look for the Rockets from the standpoint of they're playing. You know, the the tough guy in the you know you break a team rule. This is what's gonna happen. Doesn't mm-hmm. help. It doesn't help anybody though. You know, like now you're hurting the value for Christian Wood. You're gonna piss off Christian Wood now, which, whatever. I mean, but it's a, if we get to a point where he requests the trade, then it then it really hurts your value. Well, yeah, but I will say this, okay, and this may not be a popular opinion, but I will tell you, I think the Rockets can come out ahead on this. They, if they move him, which I think they will by the deadline, they need to acquire a guy that is a defensive anchor. I don't even care about the offensive end at this point. Somebody who can rebound, block mm-hmm. shots. That's all I care about at this point. That's and maybe that's what they'll get out of Christian Wood. Look, they have I to. Mean, him and Gordon. I don't care look, what look, it is. They've got to get that. Eric Gordon and Christian Wood, if they are traded or whoever's traded, will bring back players as well. And those players will, you know, have a chance to try to vibe and and fit their way into the rotation and fit their way into what the current team setup is. So there is, there is that. Um, But yeah, I, I just, I hate to say it um, because I don't like to, and look, there there is a way to go about this with, with players, Um, you know, you can you can acknowledge that they are positive, but you can also acknowledge um, the fact that look, maybe it's just not the best fit. And and look, maybe and I think tonight is the first straw of really saying Christian Wood might not be a fit for the Rockets. Yeah, and that's okay. And- like that's that's totally okay because we can because we've praised this Christian Wood signing that Rafael Stone made at the beginning of the offseason. And, and just because he's tra- – and look, 
just because if the Rockets don't make the playoffs while he's here as our primary guy doesn't mean that he was a totally negative signing. Doesn't mean that that was, you know, totally. No, but what it might be a, a though, failure. Like right. Christian has not been a failure in Houston. Well, he's playing on a roster that's awful. Like, yes, that's, that's not an indictment. It's not an indictment on Wood, but no. I th- but I think an event like this has consequences that are far-reaching beyond tonight. Because if you're an impending free agent, like to me, Jeremy, like the PR side of this, why didn't Christian Wood play? We're keeping all of that information internal. We've, we're moving on to the next game. Well, coach, can you tell us why you didn't start? That is being handled internally. We look forward to the next game. Why do you have to go into the details? He doesn't. That No, but that's what I'm saying is that it's to me – that's a bad look because now you don't, you, the Rockets don't have to answer to anybody. No, they, they don't have to answer to the media. They don't have to answer to the fans. You know, if I'm Christian Wood, I look at this as, okay, so I broke a team rule, get that. You don't need to put that out there. But now the bigger part to this is that we decided not to play you in the second half. That's the exact quote from uh, Steven Silas is we as a coaching staff decided not to play him in the second half. Why? Because we're down by too many? Well, that doesn't make any sense. You played him in the second half of other games where we've been trailing by that many points or more. Mm-hmm. The Steven Silas could not have handled this situation any worse than he currently is handling this. Or he could have aired out the whole dirty laundry, which he didn't do. Well, here it is. I have another quote for you if you haven't seen this. Uh, we watched the film per Steven Silas. We had a spirited debate. I have certain demands of this team as far as playing hard. I wasn't satisfied with the effort. Well, Christian Wood did not have a whole lot of effort in his eight minutes. Well, I'm not specifically talking about Wood. I'm talking about the team as a whole. You but got, maybe that you was can't. the coach's decision that he did not play him in the second half because he wasn't showing the effort necessary in the first half. Right. But that quote was more of on a, a grand scale with the roster as a whole. Well, you and I agree that the effort wasn't there tonight. I'm never a fan of dogging your entire roster in a post-game presser. Because I don't think he's doing that here. I don't think he's doing that here. I I think that he is simply answering the questions that he has. Um, And I think that he is, look, I think, I think he's just, he was asked a question and he's answering it. And look, he's not, and I don't mind this because he's not like sugarcoating it. And there's no, there's no secret that the Rockets, you know, didn't play with a whole lot of effort in that second quarter where they gave up, you know, almost 50 points. That's not a secret. Like Steven Silas is not telling us anything new. And it, like, obviously, cause they, they came out of the locker room really late, like barely in time to get the game going. So it's clear that something was going on. You're what you're, you're not going to pull the wool over our eyes and say nothing happened. So, and, and look, and Steven Silas has enough respect to the media, at least to, to at least say that. But he's also not, you know, just giving the keys to the whole palace here. He, he's he's giving enough where I don't think he's I don't think this is coming across. He's not naming anyone, um, even though we can maybe have context clues to figure out what it's about. But he's not throwing any particular person under the bus. It's well, the he, team. No, but he is, though. I mean, while he's saying this out loud you can't blame christian wood for tonight he played eight minutes the loss is not on him while i like a coach being tough on his guys which i'm a huge fan of you know they're young you gotta you gotta come down hard on them i totally understand that and i'm behind that you don't do it in the media Uh, to me it's a bad look because you and i both know what's gonna happen i think i think part of this is um I think we're also playing without, story. without Look, you can read a quote. You can read a quote and it comes across very differently if you're not listening to it and looking at his facial expressions. So that's something that I, I wouldn't be writing that conclusion immediately based off of the words on a page. Cause that's the thing is we also need to think about is the words in which people used to tell stories is it can be totally different based on a whole lot of different factors based off of the medium in which you tell that story, the the tone in your voice. Whereas I say, you know what? Christian Wood had a bad game tonight, but he's going to be better. Or I can say Christian Wood had a bad game tonight, 
and he's going to have to do better on Monday. Sure. That's two totally different – it's the same sentence, but it's two totally different ways that gives other people a reason to, you know, how – like a, an invitation into my feelings on the issue. But and, that's what Silas is doing though. He's opening the door to have it analyzed 27 different ways. But that's what's being asked of him. He, but that's my point though is that he's a young coach. He's going to learn. Trust me, he's going to hear about this from people – much higher than him in the organization about this post-game press conference. I'm telling you because it's not a great look. No, it's not a great look, but also at the same time, the Rockets had a, had a decision to make. And this isn't, I'm sure Steven Silas was not the only person that made this decision. Steven Silas could have said, you know what? Like, yes, he broke the team rule, but we need him to win. He's our best player. So we're going to play him and we don't give a shit about it. But yeah, he opted to make Christian Wood and say, look, we have standards. This was not okay. And, you know, you move forward. It's very similar to like the Texans when they've benched, um, you know, Justin Reed and, and Zach Cunningham and, and things like that. Like they have made that decision. Now, you know, obviously similar, like very different in terms of, you know, football and basketball, but very similar. Like the Rockets are not playing for anything this year. Texans, they know they're not playing for anything this year. And they are trying to, they're, they're both in the position where they're trying to rebuild a culture. And this was a decision where you can choose the micro and I want to win this game tonight or the macro. And we're looking to build a program here and we have to address this. And the action that he did in benching wood and not playing Wood in the second half is um, is a decision that he made, and he's going to have to live with it. And, you know, maybe, maybe it shows that Steven Silas is maybe a little bit more um, comfortable in his role as the coach, and he is putting his foot down, and he's not just going to let, you know, like he's finally finding his voice as not just an X's and O's guy, but as a, as a coach of the entire team. Whether or not it's the right decision, I don't know. Look, if Christian Wood played, you know, Daniel Tice's minutes tonight, I don't think the Rockets win this game. It's not going to decide whether this game or not. And and to be honest, this loss tonight is not going to really mean anything in the grand scheme of the season either. So I think they made the decision, and they're going to have to deal with the consequences. And hopefully they can. Yeah, and I'm with you. Listen, I, you and I, I think, are on – the same page. I don't what, well, but what doesn't make sense to me though, you brought up the Texans, which I think is an interesting parallel. Then why not just bench him for the game? Why are you playing him like the eight minutes that you decided to play him tonight? Ruined. Because he showed all him the eight minutes. Cause in those eight but, minutes, Mike, in those eight minutes, look, uh, let me, let me pull it up. In he, those eight minutes, the Rockets, when he entered the game, the Rockets were, I think they were winning. They were, they were vibing offensively, defensively. He comes in, goes 0 for 4, plays terrible defense, and the Rockets get blown out the rest of the game. Yeah, so when he got into the game, they were up 8. And by the time he left the game, they were down 9. So, okay. I mean, and that was the worst stretch of the game. That was the worst stretch of the game from the Rockets by far um, when Christian Wood was out there in those 8 minutes. So, to me, I think that is what stemmed from the locker room and – I think the reason there, there's two different there's two different issues here. It's not just one issue, and, and they're kind of bleed. They are kind of bleeding into each other. But I think the, they're they're two separate issues. The first issue being he broke this team rule had nothing to do with anything on a basketball court. It was probably missing a bus or you know miss maybe maybe being late for a COVID test or who knows. We don't know what it is. They're dealing with it internally. So that was the first issue, and it's what prompted him to not start the game. Because he didn't start the game, he probably lost a sense of confidence, probably just not feeling like himself. And he played half, he played, you know, 50%. What? Okay. He, didn't, he didn't play his best. And, and maybe that maybe that's a result of him start coming off the bench. Maybe it's a result of him just having a bad night. It could be a whole lot of things. But at this time as well, you know, that's what led to the locker room and coming out late in the locker room. And maybe that's what led to him being benched for the rest of the game. I think there's two different issues here that have some connections, 
whereas maybe him being benched led to his poor play, which led to him being benched for the whole game. But I think there's two separate issues here. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's, there's a bunch of issues. I'll tell you this. If first of all, I wouldn't be shocked if he's not traded in the next seven days, put that out there. No, Mike, I I don't Um, think that's possible. I, I'm just, that's the first part. Hold on. That's the first part. The second part is if what you just said is true, I don't want him a part of this team. If the fact that his ego is that hurt by being bent, by not being started, and then you're going to give little to no effort defensively, be terrible offensively, like, bye. Don't let the door hit you. That's the thing, Mike, is he's not a leader. But that's why he's not going to get traded in seven days. I'm just saying, don't be shocked. They need to have time to build his value as best as they can. His value. You're not going to trade him when his value is at the worst. That's it's not his value tonight. His value took a hit, maybe a little bit, but he's still a a six foot ten. And the Rockets have a, a little over a month till this deadline. So saying, they're not going to trade him in, in five to seven days. Do I think people might be starting to call the Rockets maybe a little bit more about Christian Wood? Yeah, probably. But I don't think the Rockets are going to trade him. The Rockets are going to hold as many cards as they can, and they're going to wait until the very – they're going to wait at least a little bit before they trade Christian Wood here's, or into trading Christian Wood. Here's the problem, though. If you wait, it could get worse. That's why I think but it could get better. Him. And that's with every player. Every player could, you know, sure. every player could have a, a career ending injury in the next game. God forbid I, any of that happens. But the every player has the same amount of possibility of building their value and decreasing their value every time they step out on the floor. I agree. But that's why I, we're on the same page with this, because the fact that Eric Gordon is still a rocket is shocking to me because look, of what Mike, you just said. But and the Rockets have gotten lucky with him because his value has increased since the season began. Right, but it's at a level now where nothing's going to change over the next month with Eric Gordon unless he gets injured. Exactly. I'll give you a so, perfect example. What's going on in the Ole Miss game, uh, Baylor game tonight? Matt Corral, who might have been a top ten pick, injures his ankle playing in a meaningless football game. Things can change on a dime. That's why if you're the Rockets, you expedite. That Christian would trade immediately. Yeah, I, but we're on is, that with it. I don't know, Mike. It's let's let's listen to what some of the listeners have to say. Let okay. If any if any listeners want to come up and talk about Christian, we'll take maybe one or two, um, just to see what what other people are thinking. Throw throw some extra opinions in here. Maybe see if someone else is coming at this from an angle that sure. we're not. We have Alex here coming up. So Alex, welcome to the Dream Take, my friend. How are you? Hi, how are you guys doing? Good, what's up, Alex? What, yeah, what's so I just, I just wanted to say, I just wanted to add some perspective to Christian Wood. Um, I think a lot of times, you know, Rockets fans' attitude toward him is a little unfair because he wasn't signed. He was, he didn't sign here and we didn't sign him to ever be a first option. Like, if you think back to when we signed him, he was, the what, the third option at best, maybe in the fourth behind Harden, Wall, and maybe Boogie, I don't, I don't know third or fourth right and so expecting him to be able to handle the load as a first option i mean he didn't he didn't sign for first option money i i don't think he really thought he was gonna have to be a first option and we really shouldn't expect that from him and so that's why I, i i feel like a lot of people have just the wrong perspective about what christian wood should be and what he is but what happened tonight has nothing to do with him being a first option nothing so I don't understand what him being a first option has anything to do with the current I'm just situation. saying overall, like in how he is viewed by Rocket fans. And and tonight, I don't think Silas did anything that any other coach in the NBA wouldn't do. Like you hear about uh, disciplinary reasons all the time. And I guess it, they weren't going to start him in the second half either because he, he wasn't playing with the starters. And I think the game was out of hand by what, the three-minute mark of the – of the second half, it was pretty Yeah, but like five out. minutes in, they like it was like 545. They were putting Dacian Nixon. I thought that right, was right. the because of the he came in right around there. three minutes. He came in around three minutes in the in the first half, uh, three minutes left of the first quarter. So by the time it's there, like, why why throw him out there? Honestly, they shouldn't have put Jalen Green back in either. I mean, it's the second of a back-to-back. He's a week off a of hammy. 
There, there was no, there was no need, need to put him back in to try to get a career high. I, I'm sure a lot of Rocket fans didn't like that either. He'll, but, he'll, he'll break that career high. Soon. Yeah, he'll have plenty of chances, and we have four games in the next week. You know, keep keep him under 30 minutes. That, that was that they should have probably stopped him around 25. But Alex, my thing with the way Rockets fans treat Christian Wood, I mean, I don't think there's any they problem with the way they treat him. Oh, that's ridiculous. They I do. Agree. I don't agree with that at all. Look, look. If you're if you're paying a guy fourteen million dollars, no, first but of all, getting, fans are allowed to treat the getting team. mad at any athlete. I think is is ridiculous. Uh, I, I mean, I don't, we're I don't paying agree 14, with that. we're paying John Wall forty four million dollars. I don't think uh, how but much we're like, paying Wood is really indicative of how he should. But that's around. not our like to me. There's a difference, and maybe this is just how I am as a fan, but. I just I just don't like to exude any negative energy. Like I don't like to add any negative energy to my life by something I can't control. I'll talk about it and I'll give my take and maybe I won't like how the team played tonight, but I'm not going to let it affect my life. And if if fans are getting mad at Christian Wood, they need to reevaluate, like worry about your own damn self. Like that's to me, that's that's like kind of how I feel about it. Is look, Christian Wood is is struggling at work right now, so like that's his business. And yes, he's on a national platform, international platform, a lot of people that have a lot of things to say. But to me, like whatever I do or I say is not going to affect what he does. And so, and look, it shouldn't. And if if Christian Wood is letting you know trolls on the internet affect his play, then that's a that's a him problem. Um, but to me. I just don't see the point in adding any negative energy towards any player or any person that honestly isn't myself. Yeah, I, I feel I feel you, and I'm, I'm kind of step to step with that. Like I I get a lot of people get frustrated watching games, but it's like I mean you watch NBA games for your enjoyment, so why get worked up about it? And like yeah, why like get worked why up about the you're yucking your yum at that point? Well, like, yeah, but, it's like, but but hold on, hold on, real quick. I'm not talking about getting angry at him personally, but why? Are you, who is anybody to tell anybody else how to fan? I'm, I'm not I'm on how, to, on how to be a fan, but that's what y'all are doing. Is your t- you know why are you getting mad at Christian Wood? Well, I'm mad at Christian Wood because he broke a team rule and he's acting like a prima donna. But I'll say this. But I'll say this. That's a, if, like if you trashing another person or criticizing another person, there, there's a difference. There's there's cri- like critiquing. Like I critiqued Christian Wood's game tonight. It's not an attack on his character. But if you're attacking someone's character because of a basketball game and you get enjoyment out of that, that's a serious issue. Well, yeah, you need to go see a therapist. Yes. Yeah, I'm talking talking strictly about Christian Wood basketball player. If Christian Wood has personal problems that he needs to get addressed, go see a therapist. But as a fan, you look at the situation tonight. I'm frustrated and angry with Silas. I'm frustrated and angry with the entire roster because they played like dog shit. And I'm frustrated and angry with the entire organization right now. To be transparent with, but does it bring you outside of Jalen Green? But does it bring It brings me joy that I'm a fan of the Rockets and I'm assessing how they're doing. Yeah, yeah, you're a fan. That's what fans do. That's what sports fans do. Is exactly this. We're talking about sports. Does it impact my daily life? No. But talking about it, I think the overwhelming majority of fans are like you. I I I really do. I I don't. And uh, and when I say that, I don't necessarily. I don't think I'm talking to that many people. I'm talking to a very select few Mm -hmm. of people. Um, I I do think majority of fans are of the same mindset of you. So so I think that's that's good. I, I don't I don't see an issue with that. Um, but I do think there are some fans. Um, because we, like Alex brought it up, like, you know, just, just fans. Cause the thing is a loud co- or a negative comment is 10 times louder than a positive one. And that's, what's so bad about the universe. That's just, and, and it's not even something that we can really fix. It's just kind of life. You know, you let negative critiques and you let negative things get to you way more than you let positive things come to you. If someone compliments you, you don't feel that same, you know, intensity of, positivity than you do for something negative so that to me is i think 
you know, part of it too. But I think we're going off on a tangent here. So I'm going to let Alex, you know, wrap things up with his take and hopefully put a bow on this. Uh, no, I don't. Yeah, things got kind of off the rails, but I, mm-hmm. I don't really have much to That's add. That's all me. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> take that one. But anything to add, Alex, before we no. swap you up? No, no. Right, well, Alex, good. thank you so much, man. Yeah, no problem. To to put a bow on this, Jeremy, I'm with you. I think if you're somebody that attacks an individual, like no one knows what the team rule was, right, that he broke. I talk about my frustration with the organization as a fan, and nothing is personal. It's all fan-related. Yeah, I'm pissed off that the Rockets are where they are right now. And the fact that we're talking about this sucks. But from a player perspective, what Alex said, we didn't sign him to be a number one pick or to be a number one type of guy for a guy that wants to complain as much as he does, not Alex, Christian Wood, about being overlooked and I'm this and I'm that, then you should want to be a number one option. You should rise to that occasion. And right now what he's doing is that he's proving not to be a leader on this team. And that's a massive problem with a guy that you're paying all this money to. Like, if there are team leaders right now that I'm looking to, it's Jay Sean Tate and Jalen Green. Those are the only two guys that show maximum effort on a night-in, night-out basis mm-hmm. that are reliable, you know, and, and Kevin Porter Jr., I would say. The whole thing with Christian Wood is I think when he came to Houston, he was expected to be a number two um, next to next to Harden, be that lob threat for Harden that he needed, that Clint Capella uh, archetype of a player that he lost because they went small with Russ. And I think the, what he turned into is he turned into, he, he rose to the occasion. He became this number one option when, you know, John wall went down with injuries and Harden got traded and Oladipo left. And Christian Wood was really the only one that was, he was the best player last season. Like he was, he was the Rockets' best player mm-hmm. and he, but, and that's what he wants to be. Like, it, I think we're, we're kidding ourselves if we think that, um, you know, a guy doesn't want to play more and doesn't want to do more and doesn't want to be the best version they can be, especially from where he came from as an undrafted player. You know, for a guy to go undrafted to be going to a 17 and 10 guy is is not easy. And, you know, but then you're like, OK, well, what can I do next? You know, you don't like he doesn't want to just settle. Um, so I think that's part of it. And maybe that is a bit of his of his ego. Um, and that's OK. Like, I, I don't, I'm not saying that is a bad thing. I think ego is a sense of, you know, like has a negative connotation to it. But at the end of the day, like, we all have egos. Like at the end of the, like every every person that's like a part of your psychology is everyone has an ego. The right. question like what you do with your ego is is what's important and how you take that and spin it. And so. But he's type of ego. He's he's having like kind of a kind of an inner turmoil with his ego and kind of where the team is right now because yeah. in reality, if if Christian Wood wants to make this work in Houston, he has to play through Jalen Green or Kevin Porter. And the problem that he has is those guys are not at that level yet. Kevin Porter is not the point guard that he needs right now. He because he's still growing. And Jalen Green's still growing. And the we're bringing up the different timelines again, but that is kind of where they're at right now is the team has different timelines with different guys. Christian Wood is a bit ahead than these guys. And if they were to move on from him, it would put the team at the correct timeline with Shangun and Kevin Porter. And I would say Jay Sean Tate is on there is closer to their timeline as well, because Jay Sean Tate is a guy that, you know, you need like a veteran kind of guy, a guy like him, like he's not the kind of guy that, that, is a star. So I think that's a different, um, it's a different kind of game that they're playing. But Jay Sean Tate's a role player. And I think role players have different because role players are valuable at any point, whereas stars, they have a certain peak and that's it. I I will say this about a guy like Jay Sean Tate. To me, he's untradeable at this point. He's, he's that important. Yeah. He's that important. No, I know, but you know, He's the type of guy that there is no ego with Jay Sean Tate. I think you hit the nail right on the head. To play on this roster in this organization at this time, 
you can't have an ego because you're going to get drilled. I mean, more nights than not. And Christian Wood is not ready. I don't think he's in a good enough space emotionally. He'll be better utilized in a team that is is playing for something a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, to me, I mean, the more I think about it, the ideal spot for a Christian Wood, Golden State. You know, because I think Golden State on a totally different trajectory. I just, I just don't know if Golden State wants to mess up what they have right now. I I think it depends on what they give up. You know, like for me, I'll tell you this in five seconds, I would do it if I could get James Weissman. Uh, just because James Weissman fits the timeline, fits what we need. Um, yeah, but look, James Weissman hasn't played a, a minute this season, Mike, and he is well, not the kind of defender that you need. You like, you, you hit the nail on the head when you said that they need like a defensive anchor. That's what they need to get for Christian Wood. Or they yeah. get a kind of a guy like an Eric Gordon who can kind of play that role. And then the guy that you trade Eric Gordon for is that defensive anchor in the paint that you need. Yeah. I think one thing I want to, I want to touch on real quick. I know we're going to go long before you sign off here. Yeah. The, you talked about this at the beginning of the year of the, you know, the the NBA's position list and the Rockets are in a place where you just need to accumulate talent, accumulate talent, accumulate talent. I Christian Wood does not fit that narrative. Like I think Christian Wood thrives. You said it. I mean, you said it perfectly. He needs a point guard. Like he thrives in what appears to be a set rotation. He knows who he's going to be playing with. He knows, Hey, I'm going to, I want to play here. My coach is going to, you know, help facilitate offensive plays, offensive sets through me. The Rockets don't do that. And I think it's none of that last year. He had none of that because the team was so in and out of the lineup. And now what you're seeing here in the last couple of games is they've had the same thing where guys are coming in and out. Right. The reason why the streak was so successful is because for the most part, the guys that were playing within the streak were the same guys every night. The guys that were out were out like Jalen and Kevin Porter and the guys that were in were in. There was no, you know, oh, this guy's in COVID. This guy is injured. This guy's coming back. This guy's that. Like, it was a consistent group, and they found the rhythm together. So that's something that, you know, like, the team that played tonight is very different than the team that played last night. So that is also, you know, part of it. And it's just, look, it can work with Christian Wood. It, it can. But the the Rockets have not put him in a good enough of a position to succeed. Mm-hmm. And, and that is ultimately why Christian Wood is not experiencing the amount of success that he can. And I want and to I think say that's a good place to part more rocket ship for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this episode of the dream tape. We had a nice little live crowd on here tonight. We got over 20 listeners here listening to us live here late on a Saturday night on New Year's day. Uh, first episode of 2022 in the books. We'll be back on Monday. Uh, we're playing Philly. Uh, so that should be fun. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Philly just beat Brooklyn a couple days ago. Um, and yeah, hopefully we can get a win there because uh, it would be it would be a lovely little, uh, you know, middle finger to Daryl Morey um, and, and get a win here. But what are you looking for on Monday, Mike? Just one thing. I mean, Jalen Green to continue yeah. to to do what he's doing. Play with pride. Uh, Play yeah, with, that's yeah. what I want to see. Effort, effort, and uh, on both ends of the court. And I mean, I'm at that point now. Just Josh Christopher and, and Jalen Green. Hopefully, KPJ plays. Um, yeah, hopefully he's healthy. You know, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Dream Take and at DreamShake SBN. You can also head to the website thedreamshake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. Be sure to follow my co-pilot on Twitter, Mr. Michael Brown at bsw podcast underscore mb and you can follow me on twitter at jeremy brenner that's j-e-r-e-m-y-b-r-e-n-e-r we'll be back monday another episode here on spotify green room hopefully it will be as uh dynamic as this one this was a pretty fiery episode to start off the new year but uh i'm really happy with uh, the amount of growth that we've had over the past year huge thank you to everyone that listens to us on a game to game basis and those that just want to chime in once in a while we we appreciate every single one of you that clicks on the dream shake and you choose to listen to the dream take with your time so again thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the dream take and until next time go rockets today's episode is brought to you by cars.com 
With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of, like, afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts.